I V M I V M Hello everyone this is your daily NBA podcast coming to you from Monday to Friday I'm your host Monish and as always joined by Nishant this is Triangle Offense Phoenix Suns have never been this close to a championship. In fact, they've never even taken the lead in the two NBA finals they've been a part of. But now they're halfway there. After winning both their home games and taking a tonal lead against the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. We'll talk all about that on today's episode. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. The Suns came out victors 118 to 108 uh in this game. Booker scoring 31 points, Bridges scoring 27 points, Chris Paul getting 23 points and 8 assists as he always does. Giannis was the only person who turned up for the Milwaukee Bucks scoring 42 points and 12 rebounds he's not even 100% fit he played 40 minutes yeah. drew holiday and middleton combined they scored 28 points on 12 from like 37 shooting percent yeah just... 12 from 37 shooting this is a nba final game 2 when you're trailing by a game i i can't even explain i mean uh, if there's one thing i want to say the the milwaukee bucks don't deserve to win at least didn't deserve to win at least this game Uh, we'll see how the rest of the series pans out, but this game, there was no chance they were going to win. With when Pat Connaughton scored 14 points and Middleton scored 11 points, no way yeah. they're going to win. Yeah. Game. What do you take yeah, away no, no. from this game? Uh, yeah, my takeaway is Pat Connaughton is a better player than Chris Middleton right now. <laughs> he's like right now he's more valuable to the team than than Middleton, and he makes clutch shots. Um, I I don't know. I have no answer for this for this team anymore. I give up. I. and this is the second time i'm giving up on the bucks in this season it's inexplicable how garbage they are when they need to be just average it's all that's expected yeah. of you you're not facing yeah. the toughest possible opponents that have been the brooklyn nets they got injured so you kind of got lucky except the other team got luckier because <laughs> uh, you know round 1 they played the lakers LeBron's out like barely fit throughout the series. AD is fit for like two games. He destroys you, and then the rest of the games he's gone. So you you sneak by. Then you face a Denver Nuggets team, who in all probability would have been hot favorites to beat you had Jamal Murray been fit. Mm-hmm. He's not the best player, but give Joe Jokic a shooter or a scorer like that, and it's over. So you snuck you snuck by there. Clippers were giving you trouble. It wasn't a clean series, but then Kawhi goes down. How convenient! So mm-hmm. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray, and Kawhi Leonard in all these series go down one after the other, and you beat Pat Beverly and Paul George. Good job! And it took you six games to do it. Or was it seven? Six games, right? Yeah. So, six games, yeah. Yeah, and then you you sneak through. This is the team you're up against, the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> and for long, you said Giannis is the choker in the postseason. I I, I don't think he is actually. He's been well defended, but he's had no support. How many superstars you know that win with with scenarios like that? Where you can like count them on your fingertips. Maybe LeBron, uh, Kobe. Yeah, actually, Kobe and Jordan. I'd struggled to come up with an example. They've always had support whenever they've played well and won. Mm-hmm. Can't really think of too many series where they went all the way without 
appropriate support right so this season you come here you had your through holidays and whoever else you bring in uh they missed divincenzo for sure i think in the yeah. second half of the playoffs especially on defense and, and he's nifty from the arc but yanis is here playing after just 10 days after like in game 1 it was just 10 days after an injury that would have kept out most players for at least a month yep it would have kept out kawai for two seasons yanis <laughs> is here playing in the nba finals 40 minutes a night dropping buckets for fun two back to back games he was outstanding picked up rebounds tried getting everyone going on the court there was this one play i think this is in the third quarter mm-hmm. and this is after yanis tried to pump everyone up at half time he's trying to get everyone energized he's motivating them and this is the most demotivating bunch of fucking faces you'll ever see on that milwaukee bench all of them they're like just blank staring into the void and yanis is trying to get them going third quarter one player that that kind of stood out for me Giannis dribbles the ball up court. So he brings it past halfway line. I don't remember if it was inbounded to him or someone gave it to him, but mm-hmm. from the halfway line, it was him dribbling. Comes over, enters the mid-range, um, backs his defender up. As he goes to the side, creates separation, gives the pass to someone on the perimeter. Great. So you've started the play, you've made that first key pass. And then he sets the screen for whoever it is that took that pass mm-hmm. to run behind him, takes the defender out of the equation. Mm-hmm. create separation that guy for some reason is waiting for i don't know what to shoot so yanis again makes a move moves off the ball to the baseline gets open again gets the ball back from the defender shot clock's running down he's like screw it i'm not going to make another pass and and waste my time uh hits a kobe-esque turnaround fadeaway jumper mm-hmm. from mid-range this is yanis he doesn't shoot very well just <laughs> forced to do that and he switched it So he brings the ball up court, initiates the play, sets the screen, makes the off the ball run, goes to the baseline, hits the shot he doesn't hit very often. He's doing all this. Where the fuck is the rest of the squad? Like middle yeah. are you kidding me? Middleton and Drew Holiday, these two all-star-ish guards. Everyone's def- that's everyone's defense, right? Why is Giannis not able to win with two all-stars? First of all, it's been a while since Drew was an all-star. Mm-hmm. If he was ever an all-star starter, I don't think he was. I think he was on the bench. Uh, Middleton. Uh, Middleton was an all-star starter either. And, and that's the excuse you have. Okay, these two all-star-esque players both had 31-32% shooting on the night. Took a bunch of shots. I, I mean it. I, Pat Connaughton was more effective than either of these guys. Drew Holiday, I thought, was atrocious in defense, by the way. Yeah. That's one of the main reasons they got him. His, his offense is secondary. The, his defense yeah. was what... they got him for he was terrible it's it's not even an understatement um yeah. in fact that's uh, sorry it's not an overstatement it's terrible I, and i don't know I, i run out of explanations the phoenix actually if you think about this game what did phoenix do too well yeah they shot the three exceptionally mm-hmm. well but mm-hmm. it still was not out of reach for the box right um 8 and 8 an off night he was a shell of himself I think he was, and he was visibly done too. The coach had to try and get him motivated and stuff. He was shook. So he had an off night. Who did anything on this team? And, and Brook Lopez, again, another disaster starting for, for him. It's just not good enough what he's doing. Doesn't do anything on defense. Eight and nine on offense, like, yeah, whatever. And what are you left with? Giannis, 42 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, one steal, three blocks, defended exceptionally well, played both ends of the floor. What do you want from the guy? this is yeah. what this is what i don't get right and and i was listening to uh, fox the other day and i rarely do 
because uh, the other guy makes no sense. But Shannon Sharp, um, he he said this is where we do a great disservice to the current generation. Mm-hmm. Just because Magic uh, started his career a certain way and all of that, we expect everyone to do that now. Like Jordan lost six years in a row in the playoffs or before. Right. It didn't. It didn't. It wasn't until the seventh year he figured it out. But but we say, oh, but did you see that game? He was Jesus in sneakers against Boston, and he played well. When Magic loses, he loses. Mm-hmm. That when Bird loses in the finals, he loses, and that's it. There's nothing more to be to be said. But LeBron. Giannis, KD, they could drop forty-five. They could drop fifty in a game, and if the team loses, really these these guys are the superstars. They couldn't get it done. They couldn't grind out the W. It's a team sport. Last I checked, however much of a superstar you are, Giannis is getting no support, and this is against a bomb Phoenix team that didn't even play all that well today, other than shooting the three, and they still ran away with the W, and it was comfortable. They never looked um, stressed. So, yeah, this is a disaster. It looks like a train wreck. It looks like. It's going to be hard to salvage, but these were away games. Milwaukee go home. They're not going to be without a win in the series. I don't think it's a sweep, but it's looking increasingly like Phoenix in five or six at this stage. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. If you're not following us on social media, please do. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'd like to thank the sponsors on the network this week, Seat, Cred, and Global Victoria. We thank you so much for making all of this possible. So this week on Cyrus Says, Tapsi Panu was recently featured in the Netflix original Haseen Dilruba was on. They discussed her experiences in Bollywood and a whole lot more. On Begin the Journey, Ashish Vidyarthi enlightens us with his wisdom on how one can get freedom from their own thoughts or insecurities when they communicate with others. On the Millennial Athlete, Tanvi and Shlok fill us in on all the drama from the world of sports with Wimbledon, Euros, and World Test Cricket making headlines every day. On Postcards from Nowhere, Utsuk Memoria kicks off a new series beneath the veneer. We travel to the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan where he takes us through his first experience of encountering the Red Sea. We have a brand new show, Misconduct. It's a true crime show hosted by Ragvi, a lawyer, and Nisha, a PR pro. They tell us about the story of Cyanide Malika, the lady who offered cyanide-laden sweets to women and after they died, loot their gold. On the Global Victoria Tech Talks podcast, we showcase some compelling new tech stories coming out of Melbourne. On one episode, Bhavan Srinath speaks to Joe Agan from Nelnet International, where they discuss how the pandemic has affected the edtech sector and its evolution. Another episode has Varundi Girala talking to Ross Simons from Began Studios about the gaming ecosystem and how they envision translating a sport to a game. And with that, let me get you back to your show. Trust all through the court. Everyone on the court got a touch of the ball. Ten passes before they made the bucket. Can the Bucks even think of doing that? I mean, it's if they get the ball, they pass it to Giannis, and then they hope that Giannis just runs runs into the rim, demolishes yeah. the defense, and gets the basket. I yeah, don't you know think they tragic, have. Kind of... You know mm-hmm. what's tragic? Throughout the season, that's the brand of basketball they played. Team yep. ball, passing it around, fluid, beautiful to watch. Bucks. Yep. They get to the postseason, everyone freezes. Like I, 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 I won't be surprised if they drop a bunch of different plays. But on field, everyone just gives it to Giannis and says, "I don't want to touch the ball right now. The lights are too bright." <laughs> it just looks like that. I'm sure it's not as simplistic as that, but it looks like that. That's how it, it comes off. Um, the, the Suns just came in prepared to battle. I think throughout the playoffs, however lucky they got with their opponents, they were ready. Can't fault them. Um, yeah. uh, Bucks, not so much. Absolutely. It, it was a close game for the first one and a half quarters, at least. The Bucks demolished yeah. the Suns in the paint. They were 20-0 and zero in the first quarter in the paint. But the Suns decided that well, you don't need to go into the paint. We'll shoot eight threes in the first quarter itself. And they just trail by three at the end of the first quarter. And then it was the second quarter where they just turned that the game over. Around. 
Yeah, it was game over. Booker yeah. took over. He scored a bunch of threes. Yeah. Mikael Bridges was hitting those baskets. Chris Paul is always contributing, and the Bucks never really caught back after that. After they fell behind, right? And that was the game. I mean, Bucks. You could say compared to the first game, they did make that adjustment. They were not giving those. They were not getting dragged out of the paint like Brook Lopez was not getting dragged out of the paint that Chris Paul or Booker could go and trouble him. But yeah, so then they got killed from the outside. They got killed from the outside. Exactly. The Bucks <laughs> made the change, but the Phoenix Suns just were too good. Made I the think change. they got outcoached. The Bucks got outcoached, yeah. and this again is the problem with Budenholzer, right? You make those changes. Yeah. You saw, yeah, yeah. saw this in the series against the uh, Brooklyn Nets as well. You make those changes from game to game, and that kind of works to an extent. But in-game decision making, that always seems to be lacking from this guy. And I think that was the case again today. The Bucks made more free throws, were almost similar on shooting uh, the field goal percentage. Yeah. Three pointers just kill them. I mean, when you score nine out of your twenty-nine threes, and the other team makes fifty percent out of their forty threes. There's there's no coming back from that. Yeah, I mean, just hitting 23 pointers is tough enough, right? Exactly. And then they do it at 50 percent. Is just, it's too much, yeah. Exactly. And like I said, the Suns are now two 0 up. They've never been this close to a championship. Do you think it's game over? How long do you think the season can uh, the series can go on and the season can go on because of this? You know that stat of the team that wins game one wins how many times? 58 percent or 72 percent. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's surely supposed to go higher if it's a two 0 lead. Yeah. So. Uh, but otherwise, even play style wise, fourteen of the last fifteen finals where the team has won two zero, a two zero up have won the championship. And or was it just Golden State? I think it was. Yeah, three <laughs> three one. Yeah, yeah, that should be. Oh no, I think the Cavs are the first. Okay, whatever. But uh, forget the odds. The odds are obviously in the Suns' favor. I, we knew this was a better coach team. That's one of the things we, you know, gave them credit for at the start of the series. I gave Bucks the edge because mm-hmm. wow, did I not see them choking like this? Well, choking is a strong word, but I, I didn't see them failing to um, to meet their opponents in a mm-hmm. in a tactical sense. And, and you're right about Bundles, and it's not just about in-game decision making. That that is clearly not the greatest stat. It's also the the game to game changes and adjustments that he makes. It's like he is living in a silo. Everything that he changes, he changes Ceteris Paribus. And and mm-hmm. the point about not having in-game um, adjustments is he never has a plan B. That's his that's his problem. That's that's why he gets screwed on uh, you know, real-time decision making because game one you get butchered because your big men are getting drawn out of the paint to the perimeter and then they're getting ISOs and then they're getting easy mid-range or drive-by layups for, for Chris Paul and whoever else. So you say, okay, let's stick to the paint. It doesn't work like that. It's not binary. It's not like you never switch. It's you've got to know when to switch. That's what coaching is. If it's just about toggling an on-off switch to switch or not to switch, see what I did there? That's not really coaching. That's that's rudimentary um, manager simulation. It's not really coaching, is it? Yeah. So, like they decide their plan today is they're not going to switch and give them easy uh, ISO opportunities and mismatches. And that's it. Now, if Phoenix Suns make a counter adjustment and start playing more fluid basketball, start killing you from outside because there's not much uh, body presence on the perimeter, then that's it. Cool. So, Budnola is like, yeah, cool. We'll we'll make this adjustment in game three. So, game three will be tight on the perimeter. Okay, dude, which world are you living in? Um, and unfortunately for them, they have Chris Paul on the court, who is 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 a pseudo coach almost with with the yeah. number of decisions and adjustments and and changes he makes. 
Why does Chris Paul always get going in the second or third quarter? Because he's setting the table for everyone in the first quarter. He's always getting everyone touches involved, easy shots, confidence going, gets people right. to to feel streaky, and then he goes off. True leader. It's what LeBron does all the time. LeBron does it for the entire regular season. Sometimes just gets everyone going, and then in the playoffs he takes off. Um, it's what players, real playmakers do. It's what Rondo used to do. It's what anyone with this kind of ability would do, uh, and he's doing it. So unfortunately for Budden also. Not only is the other guy better than him, uh, but then they've got Chris Paul on the court who can take decisions. And all these guys have for now is a Drew Holiday who honestly has been hapless throughout the playoffs. He's had a few games here and there, but he's actually been incredibly disappointing. And then a Middleton who who the hell knows when he decides to turn up. One one ID is Kawhi. <laughs> one ID is like I don't Caruso. It's it's so wildly Caruso at least gives effort. I don't even want to insult him. Caruso gives effort at the very least. This guy doesn't yeah. even do that. You just get you just get half-assed performances or you get all-star performances. There's nothing in between. He's he's another. He's the East Coast Paul Judge. <laughs> Eastern Conference rather. Yeah. So uh, so you see, I think if the Milwaukee Bucks don't win one of the two games at home, I think the hmm. series is over in five. Uh, they sure. need to. They need to come back. They need to win both their games. They've been tunnel down earlier the season as well against the. Wait, Bulls hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> if they don't win even one of the two games, the series is over in four. It's a sweep. It's done. Two games. If no, they no, no. Even they, they need to. They need to win both. Is what I'm trying to say. If they win yeah. one, it's it's over. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. They're not. There's no coming back from three one down. For sure. is, that's not the Bucks mentality, at least from what I see. I think they give up way too easily. You saw that when Giannis went down. <laughs> Uh, yeah. they were just demotivated that whole game and it took them two days to come back and register those two wins because yeah, not this team and not at that stadium game. not at that arena also right in, in the exactly valley. so i think they need to win both the both the yeah. games at at milwaukee if they need to stay alive in the series uh, it'll still be difficult for them to travel to phoenix and win one yeah, game yeah. here because they need to do that at least so once to yeah but then it's like a three game mini series if if yeah. i mean what you're saying is if they win both their home games then it's essentially yeah. the nba finals is the best of three mini series and phoenix has two games at home all right you live with that yeah exactly so i think uh, pressure on the bucks they've done this before earlier the season but they got lucky then let's not forget james harden got injured and then kyrie got injured later in that series that's how they were able to come back from tunnel down chris paul doesn't seem like he's getting injured anytime soon he doesn't feel I think even if he breaks his leg, he'll be on the court because this is his yeah. time. He doesn't want to lose. Devin Booker will be here for the battle. He's not shying away from anything. Uh, they have two injured players, though. Saric and yeah. uh, Traitori Craig went down. That means Aiton has no backup, literally. Aiton really has to play 40-plus minutes every single game. And which is why you saw that he was a little fatigued tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think the Bucks really need to take advantage of that. Pressure him, get a few early fouls on Aiton and just... Tire him out and it's, then take advantage of that. Yeah, it's going to be a tough series for him. Yanis has decided he's going to personally shut down Aiton. It's, <laughs> yep. it's not easy taking on Yanis that size, that muscle, and and that defensive prowess. Aiton's going to have a tough series. I think he got a lot of lucky breaks in game one because Brook Lopez was out of position so many times that he got a lot of sweet dishes and easy flushes. Uh, that's not going to happen a lot. Yanis has decided he's going to block him, and and as he should. Um, because you can't expect yeah, Yanis is a mismatch on either Chris Paul or Booker. That's got to be Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton's right. job. So he's guarding the the third scorer, so to speak, or some like, very often the second scorer on that team, and and shutting him down. Yanis is doing his job at at every end of the uh, court. Um, when is the team going to wake up? Is my question. Let's see. Middleton always has one just wow, wow, he took off kind of game in the in in any series. 
So let's better hope it comes in game three or four for the sake of the Bucks. Otherwise, it's a wrap. Chris Paul gets his first ring. So many stories. Yep, uh, we'll see when we come back on uh, Monday and talk. We'll see if the Phoenix Suns have already have this wrap because game three is on Sunday, and if Phoenix Suns are going three nil up, I think the series might help you over in four because I don't just think they're going to win. Yeah, just declare it. I think Yana uh, deserves an extended break. He can go back. Declare it. Declare it. Just take the trophy and fuck off. <laughs> don't even come back. <laughs> all right then uh, that's all on today's episode we'll come back and talk on monday and we'll see if the phoenix sun can finish this soon or can the milwaukee bucks keep this alive see you peace hey if you enjoyed this podcast don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on our social media We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us at Triangle Offense, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry, and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us at Tri Offense Pod. That's T R I O F F E N S E Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday. as i explore the strange obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before you can find us on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs>